Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. Too many Democrats are focused on tearing down their opposition instead of building up our country. They're trying to impose some of the most extreme measures and policies ever put forward by our Congress. And by the way, I don't think anybody in this room wants to pay 70, 80, 90, and 95 percent tax. Does anybody want to pay a 90 percent No, nobody wants to pay that. And that's why, in spite of 92 percent of bad press, uh, President Donald Trump is now at a 52% approval rating, even if it is a friendly poll, being the Rasmussen's poll. You know, it's kind of interesting. This morning I, I was a guest on the uh, Sid and Bernie show on WABC in New York. It's always fun to go on with those guys because, well, just because they're fun. Um, and one of the things that I did was I made my bold prediction. I shouldn't only make it here for my wonderful South Florida family, but for the whole country to hear it. And that is that the more I watch what's going on with the left in this country and, and the far right in this country, the more I realize that uh, this is the perfect storm for Donald Trump. It was the perfect storm to get him elected the first time. It will be the perfect storm to get him reelected the second time. And uh, you can take that to the bank. I, I'm, I'm wavering between 44 and 45 states that he will win, but uh, it's looking really good. Now, I could be completely off base. We're still two years out, but I just, this is the same feeling I had when he went down that escalator when I said, this could only happen if, uh, you know, if God's hand is on it, because otherwise it's too ridiculous to even contemplate. We got a lot going on today, particularly in this first hour, because I'm trying to manage this new time slot for however long it, it lasts. And I want to make sure that I get things right. And a lot of my guests, I don't have that many guests, but the few that I have uh, got pretty locked into their time periods like uh, Kaylee McEnany. And she is going to now be on with us Tuesdays at 1030. So that'll be this morning at 1030. And there is a heritage event going on in the, at the colony today in West Palm Beach. So I have uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka coming on at 1015, which means it's a really smushy, um, crammed in first hour of the program. So, you know, just bear with me and Hobo will do as the best that we can to get everything lined up. Um, it's early for me, guys. You gotta admit that, you know, for me to have to be like firing on all cylinders at 10 a.m., and that means I have to leave Broward County at 7.30 a.m., um, it's a, it's a challenge and not one that, um, that people my age, <laughs> we don't bounce quite as much as we did when we were, Younger, you know, like, although I got to tell you, I'm bouncing better than Hobo. He's having even more trouble than I am with this new time period. So, no, not really. Actually, you look wide awake today. Yeah, Which, I've been waking up early. Yeah, you've been waking up early. And, and sometimes at noon, you're already like ready for a nap. So, you know, now we only have one hour left before you can have a nap. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that lady. But. Yeah, well, this is good. So um, we are we're kind of excited. Things are, um, you know, the only thing you can count on in life, I've decided, is that there will be change. There will be upheavals. There will be challenges. There will be uh, periods of time where you have to do something that you're not really comfortable doing. And, and for me, um, I have a theory about early days you know i like to get up early i always get up at 5 15 that's not the problem but i prefer a more leisurely 5 15 to 6 30 I, I like to be you know prayerful meditate uh, you know speak to some friends on the phone do my prayer circle there's a couple of things i'm used to doing now i gotta get up start working get my prep ready you know send my sound to hobo all before 6 30 in the morning and if i want to work out i learned yesterday trying to work out in the afternoon it just doesn't work for me i don't know it's like hobo at 12 o'clock i'm beginning the downward uh you know dog or whatever i can't i can't uh i, I went to the gym yesterday in the late afternoon and i had to laugh at myself i had absolutely no strength you know, I tried to do some uh, push-ups and pull-ups, and I'm like, complaining. I pop those off at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, no problem. Not, not so at 4 in the afternoon. So that didn't work for me. So I said to my husband last night, who laughs at me when I talk about this stuff, I said, I'm going to get up really early tomorrow, and I'm going to run. You know, and that way I could be back and showered and change and go to work, and everything would be on the up and up, and, and, and I did that. I really did. And you look more awake, too. I am. I'm more awake. I'm all excited. But, you know, I, I, it's going to be a big adjustment for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a morning person, but I'm not a morning um, be done and ready person. And then I had to appear with uh, Bernie and Sid on their show at 825. So now I'm in the car driving north. And, you know, as a radio personality, there's nothing I hate more than a person on their cell phone driving, doing an interview on my show because they are either distracted or there's sound or the phone breaks up if they get in a bad zone. Are you using the same cell phone that you used to call Sid Show? Yes. Nah. Yes, I did. Well, they said it was okay this was morning. It? Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's no alternative. I'm, I'm on the road. I can't like, you know, just delay my day so I could be on his show. Um, but it was kind of, it was, it was fun. You know, they, of course, uh, around the country, they're starting to weigh in about the, and uh, uh, the memorial. Um, that we will be, you know, you can't say it's an anniversary, you can't say it's a celebration, it's a memorial um, um, for Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. And, uh, what you know, they wanted me to weigh in on that. They wanted me to weigh in on the uh, rallies and on the border wall and all the rest of it. And uh, and we always have a good time. You know, Bernie and I, I think Bernie and I are brother and sister in, uh, from different mothers and fathers or something. I don't know what that expression is, but I couldn't, I've never met anyone that I think more like or that thinks more like me. We could like finish each other's sentences, which is kind of cool. Because I, you know, I really didn't know him until Sid started doing this program with him. I'd seen him for years on the I'm a show, but I didn't have a personal um, relationship with him at all. And now I'm glad I didn't because, you know, you don't want somebody that thinks that much like you. It's like, it's kind of scary, right? 
Um, and we did talk about my good friend Ann Coulter and, you know, how surprised they were that I'm, you know, I'm kind of angry with her. I just think that, you know, that, that I'm watching this president and while I'm not getting everything I want as fast as I want it and I get angry sometimes, I've never seen anybody withstand the slings and arrows that this man has taken and still stay steadfast on this path. I don't think he's going to sign this bill, which is really big news. I'm going to ask Dr. Gorka what he thinks, but I don't think this compromise bill is going to pass, uh, Donald Trump's muster, just just a feeling I have, especially since he got a victory in the Ninth Circuit, which is crazy. They never give him a victory about prototypes of the wall just yesterday. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking that at 52 percent, he's feeling kind of empowered. And uh, his rally was about twice as big as Beto's, uh, not as big a difference as uh, President Trump said, but we know he is given to a little hyperbole. He is the quintessential big fish. I'm going to send him a copy of that movie. He needs to see that because he does have a way of using hyperbole to make a point. Um, so that's the story. We're going to, you know, we're going to try and get through some of these guests early on in the program. This is like the antithesis of what I did in the afternoons where I would riff until the one or two o'clock hour and then take my guests. Now we're going to knock them out in the first hour and then I get to riff for the remaining two hours of the program. So as a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is take us, take a break now so that we can be fairly on time. And when I speak with Dr. Gorka, I'll actually have a full you know, 10 minutes. Okay. Does that work for you, Hobo? I'm going to try to work something out. All right. Thanks. Uh, welcome back. As I promised you, I have a very special guest right at this time. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is my guest. And I know that he is, uh, as I believe you're down here in South Florida, aren't you, sir? Oh, well, I can't give a uh, presentation for the Heritage Foundation, that's right, just, just landed. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for making time to speak with me. Now that you're a big-time uh, famous radio personality on your own right, I know how busy you must be, so thanks so much. Um, you know, I don't know what you saw last night regarding these two rallies that took place in El Paso, but you have to admit, um, President Trump is at his best when he's standing in front of the rally crowd. Oh, he, yeah, absolutely. When I was in the White House, uh, he started to do these events, and uh, originally I hoped he would do one every couple of weeks. Now he's doing a couple every week. Uh, he so connects with the American people. It's really, you know, it recharges his battery. And, and you know, he's good when he's, he's on the, uh, the teleprompter. Uh, you saw the State of the Union, how amazing that speech was. But, but the real, you know, the essence of the Make America Great Again agenda is when he's, he's just talking off the cuff yesterday when, you know, he said to the, to the people that, you know, they, they are the ones that made America, you know, they're, they're the, the, the reason for the success. He won thanks to them, not because of himself. That's, you know, that's the real Donald Trump. And yesterday, what was it? We had, we had 8,000 people in the building. I, I posted a photograph of the overflow on the outside. There must have been between twenty and 30,000 people uh, in comparison to Beto O'Rourke's pathetic events. It tells you that most, American, most Americans understand just how successful this president has already been. Well, can you imagine if he's at a 52% approval rating with 93% yes. negative media, where he would be if he just got a half a share? Yeah, it's, this is this is the remarkable thing that, uh, despite there being more than two years of the fake news industrial complex 
peddling lie after lie, always focusing on the negative, never giving the president a break. He still is significantly above President Obama in terms of his approval ratings at the same time in his first term. So, yeah, it's, it's a testament to his dedication. Uh, he's, a, he's a force of nature. He's there for one reason or alone, to fix the swamp that he inherited. So uh, it's been a great two years. We're looking for another six. Oh, I'm convinced. I've, I've been making the prediction on the air that uh, he is going to win big in 2020, particularly since it, it's amazing to me how the left has just gone off out of their rockers. I mean, who who on earth thought it was a good idea to tell people you're going to tax them at 70, 80, 90 percent and that they can't drive cars or take airplanes? Yeah, well, look, this, this is good news. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the Democrat Party uh, showing themselves for, they, for who they truly are. This is like that, that scene uh, in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy peeks behind the curtain and she sees that pathetic little man not the great Wizard of Oz, but this, this snake oil merchant. And, and that's what the Democrats just did on Friday with uh, Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. This is, this is um, it's like, you know, I used the phrase yesterday on my radio show, America First. This is a watermelon. It's, it's green on the outside, but it's red on the inside. They mm. cloak it in environmentalism, but this is hard, hard core socialism on the inside. Yeah. And the fact that the president used that term in the State of the Union address was really gratifying for some of us who've been, you know, clanging the bells for a long time that the country is heading in the wrong direction. Um, and if we were to allow the Nancy Pelosi, Mitch, you know, Mitch McConnell sort of weak need Republicans and crazy Democrats to run the show, we'd be in big trouble. Yeah, this is... Um you're absolutely right. The, the president, I've said it before, I said it when I was in the White House, I'll, uh, I've said it since I left the White House, the president won his election despite the GOP, not thanks to the GOP. And I, I give all the details in, in my book, uh, Why We Fight, uh, that this, this is an individual who's achieved, according to the Heritage Foundation, has achieved 62% of the 360 conservative policy recommendations the Heritage Foundation uh, recommended, but not by the end of his second term in his eighth year, but by the end of his first year in office, that's truly, truly stunning. And as you see from the so-called deal that's been leaking from Capitol Hill, it's no thanks to the coward caucus of the GOP. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, you know him better than most. Do you think he's going to buy this uh, garbage? It didn't sound like it last night at the rally. No, I, I trust, uh, I think, that the acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, um, he's got a plan. He's, he, he really knows where the pots of money are in government. Uh, I, think, I think even without a declaration of the state of emergency, which the president is fully you know, capable and, and mandated to do so, given the, the threat that the open border presents. I think, Mick, uh, I think this, this, this no deal is not going to be accepted by the president, but Mick Mulvaney will find the money needed to build the wall, and there'll be some a big announcement this Friday. 
Uh, I certainly hope you're right, and 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 that is what uh, many of us out here have prayed for. And I, you know, I, I say that um, sincerely, prayed for, because if it had not been, in my opinion, for some divine intervention, the president would never have been elected in the first place, and he certainly wouldn't have accomplished what he's accomplished in spite of all the slings and arrows. Yeah, I, I, uh, in, in, in my speech here for the Heritage Foundation, I'm going to make exactly the same point. Remember what happened on November the 8th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, Hillary Clinton had spent $1.4 billion on a position she thought was owed to her because of her last name and her gender. Mm-hmm. She had all the media except for, you know, Fox News and maybe, you know, the Daily Caller uh, and, and Talk Radio, the whole media were behind Hillary Clinton. On the day of the election, the New York Times told us she has more than a 92% chance of winning. And who won? The man who'd never served in public office before. So, you know, that, that, that in itself is proof that God exists. Yes, it is. And it was divine intervention. Dr. Gork, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy on your way up there. Um, have a wonderful speech and thank you so much. Thank you. Please check out my show, SebGorka.com, and uh, follow me on Twitter, at SebGorka.com. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I do follow him on Twitter, by the way. All right. Um, that's the, that's the, um, the Heritage is doing a, a whole seminar up here, which I was invited to. But I'm here with you, my friends, so I don't get to go to the fun stuff. Um, I have to be here holding down the... Well, the what? What do we call this? Holding down the well, the saying goes, "Hold down the fort." But. Holding down the fort. Yeah, but this isn't quite a fort. Um, Studio station. Oh, and that's all. Too. I'll I'll think of something, but probably not until one or two o'clock this afternoon when I'm not on the air. That's pretty much how this goes. I have to get my brain engaged earlier. You know what I'm saying? Um, I usually start the clever stuff later on so i'm trying to find clever early and it's it's challenging but thank goodness kaylee mcenany will come on and she'll be clever instead of me all right stay right where you are we'll be back with kaylee mcenany from the republican national committee Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, sir, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. Welcome back to the segment of the Joyce Kaufman Show where we uh, we begin a new time period for my friend Kaylee McEnany from the RNC to check in with us. Um, hey, Kaylee, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Joyce? I can't complain. I heard you had a fire alarm that went off just a few minutes ago. I did, and it went off. It uh, stopped going off just before I called into your show. So, good timing. How awesome is that? But, you know, uh, anybody associated with the Trump administration has to be experiencing a lot of uh, good karma and good timing these days. Certainly, last night was proof of that. Once again, the president gets challenged by the left, uh, who are going to mount a rally in opposition to a rally that he had scheduled. And as usual, they look ridiculous, and he looks like a superstar. 
Oh, that's exactly right, Joyce. Uh, you look, and he had 70,000 RSVPs. That's remarkable. 35,000 people waiting outside in 45-degree weather. Uh, and Beto O'Rourke, you know, a few hundred showing up and what was a really uh, just bad showing uh, for Beto O'Rourke. You know, you can't compare to this president, the energy of his supporters, uh, the excitement that they have for him, and, and the left tries, but... Uh, the Democratic Wonder Boy last night didn't quite pull it off. No, and and I'm watching one after another of these Democrat Wonder candidates declaring for this presidency. And I think, you know, I've been predicting for the last couple of weeks that the president is not only going to get reelected for a second term, but it's going to be a monstrous win, maybe 44, 45 states. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy, but they thought I was crazy when I predicted he was going to win in November of 2016. So I can hand it. Oh, Joyce, you're not crazy. In fact, I think you're spot on, and I think it'll look a lot like the Reagan re-election when President Reagan went on to just win an electoral landslide, mm-hmm. uh, one that you know few saw coming. You know, he uh, was someone who pulled it off, and President Trump, you know, he's outpacing even Reagan with the conservative agenda being implemented. So I think there's no doubt the president will be re-elected. It's going to be a big win, uh, but it's up to us to stay motivated because it's certainly not a given. Uh, and the left will try anything and everything to make sure that that re-election does not happen. Yeah, well, but they're their own worst enemy. I got to tell you, when you listen to this, uh, you know, new green dream deal, whatever it is, and you watch them talking about uh, taxes and getting rid of health care, pri- private health care, you know, the middle of America, forget about the sophisticates who live on the coasts, but the middle of America looks at this stuff and goes, I can't let these people have leadership. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. There's no doubt. You know, they're talking about eliminating uh, air travel. They're talking about eliminating literally, quote, cow farting is what was written in the Green New Deal and replacing every building in the country. And the average American looks at that and they're like, are you nuts? You know, this is not a feasible plan. This is a radical, crazy plan. Uh, and yet it's a plan that all 2020 contenders, uh, the Democratic 2020 contenders um, have endorsed. So, you know, they're out of touch with the american people you were spot on about that yeah and and that's that is what was we saw apparent in 2016 is that hillary clinton had absolutely no connection to the average american um they knew who she was and that's why everybody thought she had a guaranteed victory but they didn't like what she represented and i think the same is going to prove true uh in two years but even more importantly kaylee as you look at uh you know the leadership in in the party in the Republican National uh, Committee looks at the leadership. Um, they got to get behind this president because even without their support, he continues to rise in his popularity. And if they want to take back the House, which I believe they could do in, in 2020, um, they're going to have to get behind him 100 percent. Yes, you're right. 100 percent on that. You know, We have to, as a party, stay united behind the president. I can tell you one thing. Uh, the voters in our party are standing united behind the president, and it's important for elected Republican officials uh, to do the same. We have to have a united front. Uh, we're going to have a hard fight up ahead over the next two years, and ultimately, I think it'll end in the president's reelection. But we got to stay close together uh, on the journey there because we're stronger 
as a party uh, when we stand united behind the vision the American people elected. And we have to forget about, you know, the, the Republican Party has to forget about what the media is doing, or at least the majority of the media, not talk radio and, and to some extent not um, Fox, uh, and certainly a handful of online publications really is all that that um, support their agenda. But they have to just get rid of that, you know, stop playing into their hands with this doubting. You know, they immediately say, oh, well, you can't support the president on this, and the Republicans run for cover. They got to get up in everybody's face and say, well, of course I support him. What did the Heritage Foundation, Dr. Gorka was just on with me, and he said that 62% of the 360 something um, items that Heritage says are conservative policies that they wanted to see put into effect. Donald Trump has achieved 62% in two years. That's unparalleled. Hey, exactly. That's unparalleled. Uh, outpa- outpacing Reagan, they found. Um, it's astonishing. Uh, he continues to achieve amid a, a endless uh, line of Democratic attacks, liberal attacks, uh, unfounded, baseless, baseless smear campaigns and investigations. Uh, But he's continued to achieve at that astonishing rate that you noted uh, economically on the world stage. Uh, I think Americans will pause uh, in two years and they will say, you know, wow, uh, look at all that's been achieved. I'm better off today than I was yesterday. And therefore, I'm going to go out and cast my ballot for the president. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that uh, we're learning as we watch the Virginia Democrats, you know, uh, just self-destruct for all intents and purposes, is how that party will stand by their people regardless. I mean, if this had been a Republican governor and a Republican lieutenant governor and a Republican attorney general um, that were all under fire for these same matters, the Republican Party would have thrown them out. Now, I don't know that that they should do that anymore. Maybe, you know, Steve King being thrown off a committee kind of uh, annoys me when Elon Omar is left on the Foreign Relations Committee after taking pot shots at Israel. You know, it is interesting, the Democratic silence on so many of these fronts. Uh, you look at it with Ilhan, Ilhan Omar, uh, the horrible anti-Semitic uh, slur that she used uh, should be condemned by every single member of the party. She should be thrown out of Congress. And not just her, but Rashida Tlaib, uh, who is terrible, terrible also, uh, and basically has her chief fundraiser runs a page, and on it they call Jews satanic in a video, and she's a member of this page. Every Democrat should be held to account uh, for her as well, and for all the Democrats who associate with Louis Farrakhan, who has said the worst thing, who's praised Hitler. Uh, why is this being allowed to occur in the Democratic Party? Why isn't it being wise, widely and roundly condemned as it should be? Yeah, and, and, and as I said before, and the minute anybody raises a little, you know, fuss, uh, look, I've known Steve King, I don't know about you, but I've known him for uh, probably 20 years. And uh, whatever uh, he said that upset everybody so much pales in significance to what's happening on the Democrat side, but they stand by him. You know, and, and, and we need to not allow them to define who we are. And, and if you know Steve King's heart the way I know Steve King's heart, then somebody should have stood up and defended him. And instead, they just threw him out of a committee, and I, I still don't get it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know the congressman. Uh, I know our chairwoman uh, spoke out against those comments. Uh, so have I from Steve King. Uh, we didn't like what was said uh, at all. Uh, but we believe having a consistent standard that Democrats should be held to account uh, that they uh, should act uh, as we do as a party, and we stood against uh, racist remarks, and we stood against 
uh, all the kind of vile ideologies that are out there. Yeah, and we, you know, we did finally fight back a little in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, but uh, you know, there there is uh, there is a sort of a, a lack of will, I think, sometimes on the part of Republicans. They've been demonized so long that they are, are fearful of fighting back, and and this president is setting a new standard. You've got to fight the, on their terms. You can't fight uh, as a gentleman. You know, you can't like use your glove and slap somebody across the face. You got to come in with both barrels blazing or you can't win right absolutely you have to fight back you know this president has been called every uh, horrible name under the sun by the left uh, and he fought back and, and republicans are repeatedly demonized uh, by the press there's no doubt about that and we finally found someone who said i'm not going to take it uh, i'm going to counterpunch i'm not going to sit here and allow you to uh, demonize me and distort the kind of person I am and the kind of character I have. And he's fought back, and I think he's taught our whole party a lesson that you've got to fight back or else they win. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful. I mean, you know, we, if we get more of the imagery that we got last night, where you saw a split screen with Trump's rally and then Beto's rally where they were flying Mexican flags, I mean, we don't have to say much, you know. We just have to let the people see for themselves what's going on in these two on these two different sides, and continue to do the hard work. I, I have a feeling that the president knows win or not win in 2020, run or not run in 2020, he will have accomplished more in four years than I can think of any president doing in the last hundred years. Yeah, there's simply no doubt about it. He has a long list of achievements. That's why uh, he had quite a task at the State of the Union uh, to share with the American people all that he's done. It's a lot. Uh, could take up the entire day. We could talk about his achievements. And uh, he'll have a task uh, of sharing that with the American people over the next two years. And I think it's something uh, that's exciting to do uh, because he'll have a national stage I'd say you elected me and I lived up to what I promised and here's what I have to show for it. And finally, look, we hear there's a deal. The deal looks uh, much less than what the president was hoping for in terms of the border wall. Um, Dr. Gorka told me that he he's not worried because he believes that uh, uh, chief of uh, acting chief of staff, Milk Mulvaney, will find whatever money they need to get this done and the government's not going to get shut down. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't want to get ahead of the president here. I, I think no one wants to see another government shutdown, but everyone wants to see border security. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone on the Republican side. Obviously, the Democrats have little to no interest in it. Uh, we'll see what the president decides on that, um, on this uh, border wall funding. I don't want to get ahead of him, uh, but... There's no doubt about it that he has stood for border security, will continue to do so, uh, and is going to fight for the safety of the American people while the Democrats remain uninterested. So, the, But no official decision has been announced, am I correct? No decision yet, right. All right. Well, then listen, I'm going to continue to trust him, and if he continues to perform the way he has performed, I'm going to be a happy camper, and, and this is a big issue for me. It is my number one issue, uh, immigration, and I'm, you know, I'm grateful that somebody's finally made it the conversation. Think about this, Kaylee. Two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when I would get on the air and talk about this subject, nobody wanted to talk about it. Now it's all we talk about. Yep, and rightfully so. And the president has brought this to the forefront of the national conversation. Uh, and uh, I'm grateful to him for doing that because it's such an important issue that affects the lives of so many Americans. It affects us everywhere, our economy, our schools, our uh, health care system. It's just, it's gigantic. Anyway, thank you so much, Kaylee. I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, getting with me at this new time period. I always enjoy speaking with you.
Thanks so much, Joyce. Have a great day. All right, you too. Kaylee McEnany from the RNC. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. So in a two-to-one decision issued against the state of California and several environmental groups, the Ninth Circuit actually upheld a prior opinion by Obama-appointed uh, Judge Gonzalo Curiel, not to, you know, not to overlook the fact that he was the judge that the president said some rather unflattering things about. But uh, this is a rare victory for the president in the Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, that's for sure. And what they did was uh, it, it basically allows them to build a prototype wall along the border and repair an existing barrier. Um, the the Department of Homeland Security has the right, they said, to waive environmental laws in order to expedite construction of three separate border barriers near two, near two cities in the Golden State. Um, the decision states that the DHS secretary authorized the San Diego and Calexico projects because the existing barriers in this area were built in the 1990s using a fence design that is no longer optimal for Border Patrol operations. The new construction erects a stronger and taller barrier, the judge wrote. In the case, the Ninth Circuit often, I criticize them all the time, they disagreed with the liberal-leaning plaintiffs. Um, and the decision also spelled out exactly why the environmental claims were dismissed. Having determined that the border barrier projects were authorized, we have little trouble concluding that the environmental claims were also properly dismissed. The secretary has waived the legal requirements that California and the environmental groups allege DHS violated. We lack jurisdiction to consider any argument challenging the waivers themselves. You know, the environmentalists have already said, oh, our ecosystem and the wildlife and the habitats and the breeding grounds and the migration paths. I'm sorry, but give me a break. You know, the fence has got to be repaired. Fence has to be extended. And uh, I'm not worried about the uh, the gopher turtles or whatever the heck they're worried about out there. You know, uh, mountain lions and, and all the rest. Now we're, we're basically forced to kill mountain lions with our bare hands. There were three stories about that in the last two weeks. By the way, I will not be one of those people in the news stories about the mountain lions. Um, when we come back in the next hour, I do want to talk about Ilhan Omar, who just can't seem to help herself when it comes to anti-Semitism. The real question, though, is what are the, the leading Democrats and the never-Trumpers who are constantly accusing the White House of empowering anti-Semitism, what are they going to do about the congresswoman from Minnesota? If you saw her apology yesterday, let me tell you something. That's the kind of apology that a husband who's cheating on his wife, um, you know, gives. It's half-hearted, and in the final analysis, they've basically got their fingers crossed behind them. You know, and that's what that sounded like. You know, using the tired old... Um, you know, they use the word tropes all the time. I, I don't say it's an anti-Semitic trope. It's an out-and-out anti-Semitic statement, okay? And that's, uh, that, should be, uh, that should be recognized. I'm also going to talk about um, a school in South Florida where they're doing something that I think is remarkable, and I'm pretty happy about it, um, having to do with safeguarding kids. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And I also... Um, 
I wanted to get to the uh, uh, one of the accusers in the Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax. You know, two women have accused him of sexual assault. One have actually accused him of rape. And I did a little digging, and there's something quite unsettling in in the second accuser's um, background. Uh, and by that, I'm not victim blaming. If she was uh, raped, uh, she has a right to be heard. But uh, there's something interesting that has emerged because apparently she has previously reported that a former NBA player raped her while she was in college at Duke.